everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Unpacking. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lauren. And How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm sick as a dog, actually. I don't know why I just reflexively say like, I'm good. Yeah. I, I was feel like, like, I'm dying. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just edit out all of my heaving. Or will we? <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Post-grad life. And the process of making Mm -hmm. adult friends, because apparently that's a thing. It's real. It's a struggle for me. I feel like we need to, like, define, like, what exactly that even means. Because, like, what, what does that mean, making adult friends, you know? Making friends as an adult, meaning, like, you didn't know each other when you were, like, kids. You didn't know each other from before. You're adults. Whether you meet each other at work or in another locale as adults, then you become friends. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, that was the most, like, rambling, long definition. I didn't feel like that was long or anything, but yeah, I mean, basically, okay. So you struggle with that? A little bit. I I struggle making adult friends my age. Expand on that a little bit. So if it's not your age so all my friends adult friends that i've made post-grad life are not in their 20s and most of them aren't even in their 30s like Mm -hmm. i have older friends i don't know why that is it just is Mm -hmm. do you feel like there's a difference between the friendships that you have that are within the same decade as you versus those that are not or you know, like what I would imagine that there's something different that you get from friendships that are in different ages. Mentally, me and the people my age, we just have very different interests. And I find that I have similar interests with the friends that I've made that, you know, maybe we're not that close in age, but we have similar interests. So it doesn't really matter. You know, like <laughs> that's what I get out of it. Like I feel more of a connection than to the people that are, are, you know, we're close in age, but what does that even really mean anyway? Right. Okay. My friendships don't really look like that for me. Um, Post-grad, it's been interesting because I came to a place where there were some mutual connections already. There were some, like, seeds already planted as far Mm. as people that I I either knew of or had been around a few times before those friendships have cultivated a little bit more at this point and those people are all within the same decade the I'd, I'd honestly argue the only person who I have met that is like outside of work and I'll touch on work and that wasn't someone that I already knew of or slightly knew beforehand is my friend Angie that was the one that I would guess I could consider an adult friendship by the definition that we're giving it of a post-grad friendship that I have built we're the same age and in the same phase of life and I think that while you relate to people who are outside of your generation like you have things in common or have similar interests right for me the phases of life I think play a huge role in my friendships because I do know that when I encounter people who I could befriend and they may be outside of my age range or whatever like my normal age range of friends I tend to get this sense of oh and it's and it's really just from them I don't really have an issue 
I'm not like looking at the person like you are in your let's just say 60s like your 60s like Mm -hmm. and so this is this is so weird it's the reverse where they're like I'm in my 60s and I'm friends with this 20 year old like yeah and then it just turns into this whole weird ageism thing that (laughs) I really don't I really don't care to hear or deal with honestly constantly because there are some people who will constantly be like you're 22 you're 22 you're 22 oh well you're 22 so you know, and I'm just right. like, why does my age have to be a constant point of conversation? Topic? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that kind of hinders me from in, in developing stronger relationships or friendships, I should say, adult friendships with people who aren't necessarily in the same phase of life. If I had to choose between <laughs> talking to someone in their 40s or talking to you in your 20s about a situation, sometimes I don't want to get the whole, what, what feels like a lecture because they're older and have been through it right versus just telling you who you're going to give me advice but it's not going to be a whole thing because you're a sage old wise person like i want to be a sage old wide wise person (laughs) you said wide person (laughs) i'm i'm weak but you you feel me i don't know do you ever feel like you have moments where with my friends uh... adult friends that you've made since they are tending to skew because i don't want to generalize once in a while but it's not like a recurring issue oh like this we had this one thing where i haven't seen the movie jurassic park one of my friends got really upset and took it very personal that i had not seen jurassic park they were like what the heck keep up blah 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 and i was like Mm -hmm. uh next (laughs) i just changed the top i just changed the topic because i teach people how to treat me and when like you say like they'll make comments about you're so young and this and that and my reaction to it is like this is not gonna be constant topic of conversation so like let's Mm -hmm. do the all i feel like i do communicate that and you know i don't know it's not something that i take super personally i just think that for some reason those individuals are I guess they're really conscious of of where they're at in life right so they right feel like they have to project onto me and I'm like why are you doing this right now <laughs> but um you know I do express kind of just like because at the end of the day sometimes I think about it and I'm like of course yes there's there's a difference here but um what does that really mean what is time what is time <laughs> like what why does this matter so what were some of the difficult moments in building those bridges with those friends? I think the hardest part for me in making friends post-grad was like getting out of my head about asking people to go do stuff. I would get all up in my thoughts and my feelings of like, well, I shouldn't invite them to go do something because they're probably like really busy because they're successful such and such. They're probably not going to be able to go do something on a weekday. Like, who's going to want to do that? Yada, yada. And I really think that everybody feels that way and everybody has that moment. Maybe I shouldn't invite this person out to do something because of whatever reason that you make up in your head. And we're all just feeling that way. And maybe it would be better if we didn't think about it so much and just sent the invitation because you never know what could happen. Right. It's interesting that you bring up that point because really, we're always conditioned in every pretty much setting that we have to make friends up until this point you go to school or if you're doing some sort of after school activity when you go to college you're like put on on floors based off of your major 
or your interests. I mean, everything is so catered to you and mm-hmm. just easier that once you leave, I think the what was a switch for me was the schedule for sure. Everybody is doing something different. They've got their careers, which right. also too that you may not like, okay, like I mentioned Angie earlier, we get along and we have things in common and we also are, I think we have a lot of fun together. But I think also too, it's, it's important to remember when you have someone who's so close near you, mm-hmm. Angie and I live in the same location. So just knowing that you have a person that's right there, it's like you're back in the dorms. Like I'm on the same floor, we're right. out here, like, you know, that kind of thing. That's another thing where you post-grad are not on a campus or you're not like all within five minutes of each other. It takes effort to meet up and getting there, coordinating the time. It's a whole other thing. So I know that that was a big switch was just like the scheduling for me. Quite honestly, I kind of get a little hung up over the whole phase of life relatability thing because there are people that they are married and have children and like yeah you know all those things which is like awesome there's like a ceiling or like the buck stops at at a certain point where you can develop a friendship with one person or both of the people or you know whoever it may be right but at the end of the day like if i'm me being single not married and no children those are really really big parts of a person's life to not have that connection with if that makes sense so like Maybe we both like to go to baseball games and eat hot dogs, <coughs> but the fact that I'm not married and I don't have kids, like those are such massive things that like, yeah, ma- or massive differences of the phase of life. The relatability just stops at that point. And those are two really big points. But I wanted to kind of talk about geographics, like just what is near you, who is near you really dictates. I've realized that. And I, and I realized that when we went to college, Absolutely. how you befriend people that are just near you because they're near you. And then when you really have distance, you kind of see like, is this actually a friendship, like something that we're pursuing because we enjoy the friendship or we were just pursuing it because they're down the hall or across the street. I think it's also kind of like, like, I don't think it will ever be easy. No. And I think Yeah, I think that there's always going to be a reliance on something connecting you. So, for example, I remember my mom would tell me that basically, like, you know, she had her friends from high school and then, you know, she had her young adult life, which had a different circle of people. Then she had me and my friend's parents became her friends. And then once those friendships, I mean, there's some of them still exist, but now it's shifted because we're older and so mm-hmm. them coordinating for a play date is no longer a thing and so now who who becomes your friend and then well she likes to do yoga so now the people at the yoga studio are some people in her circle it's like there's always got to be some sort of connecting thing right right and apparently like our circle of friends changes like every seven or so years so it's yeah. like constantly shifting relationships and shifting roles in each other's lives and stuff. You know, there's this question of like this time right now, and this is something that I've been feeling, not to make it seem like I'm antisocial and <laughs> don't want friends or don't, I'm not happy with the friends that I have here, but I kind of been just like okay with the thought of not hanging out and like not socializing as much and Mm -hmm. I just I don't know what it is about this period of time if it's just because it's more difficult and so I'm just kind of like resigned to the fact and I'm like whatever or if it's really just like post-grad life maybe it's so difficult now because it's trying to on purpose 
make us focus on ourselves and less on building up community. Or it could be like a very introspective time for you, Lauren. These past few months, I've been meeting a lot of people that, you know, like we do have a mutual connection or something like that, but people that I really enjoy spending time with and that I want to get to know. I felt more social than I did my last couple years of college in a sense that I'm wanting now to get to know people. In my last two years of college, I I wasn't trying to get to know people. I was just trying to make friends. I wasn't as thoughtful or mindful about the relationships in my life. I feel as I am now. Before I used to do this thing where if I knew somebody, like they were my friend. Me like, oh yeah, I saw them one time at the grocery store. Yeah, my friend, such and such. <laughs> and now I'm a little bit more, I'm more selective about who I say is a friend. Just at this point, I, I feel like I do have my community. Like I feel like I have support and I guess I'm, I feel okay. Cause you know what it is, is that I always was adding to the circle. I was always Mm -hmm. the person who wanted to cultivate groups, who wanted to have like this, this family built, this chosen family built for everybody, whether they realize it or not, or if they got anything out of it or not. I don't know. At this point, I don't feel like doing that work. I don't feel like putting together, like I almost did. I had a moment where I was like, oh, I can create this like neighborhood group because we're all in the same, like, we're all really close to each other, literally geographically, and right. I can just create this group, and it can be a comfortable space, and we all do different things, and, you know, I, I, I was really about to do that, and then I just, I don't know, I was like, eh, I'm okay with having individual relationships and not making everything a group thing, and I right. also think that we're all adults, right? We're post-grad adult friendships. <laughs> yeah. If there's no concerted effort on both sides or naturally people just don't click i'm not freaking trying to for there is no reason for me to work it you're saying selective and how you define them but i'm being selective period and just like how many people I have in, in my life period you know you're talking about trying to get groups together and things like that i think i've come to realize that my thrive situations for friends are either a very small group of like two or three of us or one-on-one. That's the way that I, as a person, benefit the most from spending time with people. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I think um, basically it boils down to different personalities. We are two different people. And I think that that just says something in that... How we make relationships. Yeah, the adult, adult friendships... Really, there's no hard and fast rule. There's no one way. It just kind of depends on you understanding what you want and what you need and and seeking that. So I was wondering, we've been talking a lot about friends. I was wondering if you wanted to play a game where we ask some questions to each other and see how well we know each other. I'm going to be so bad at this. Listen. Like, I might not, but I'm usually, I remember I did this with one of my best friends and I've, we've known each other since we were like four and I, we filmed it and I watched that footage back not too long ago. And I was like, I did awful in that. Like she knew everything. And I was just like, and I have a good memory. So I was just so confused. I I was like, wow. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So first things first, what is my full name? Sarah Marie Seralta. 
Wow, you're so good. Let me just tell the listeners right now that not too long ago, I was talking to Lauren and I forgot that she had a middle name. Literally absurd. <laughs> absurd. I'm like, we, how do you how do you not remember this? We never talk about it. We never talk about it. So I literally thought that you never had a middle name. Shook. <laughs> so what's okay. my full name? I'll never forget now because I'm traumatized. <laughs> Lauren Victoria Williamson hyphen Magarino. Good. All right. One for one. Okay. Next. What is my astrological sign? Bonus points if you know my rising sign and my moon sign. So I know you're a Taurus. Yes, Um, I am. I I do not know your rising or your moon, but I'm just going to go out on a whim here. Yeah, guess, guess. Do you have Leo at all anywhere? I do. Which one is it? Sun? No, it's my moon. Your rise. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, it's Leo Moon. And then, okay, rising. It can't be. It can't be Gemini. It's not Gemini. I have no Gemini in me. I'm just gonna be like a rant. Capricorn. I don't know. I'm like a random. No. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's a Virgo. My rising is a oh, Virgo. Oh, I knew that. I knew yes. that. What about me? You are a Libra. Correct. I believe your moon is in Gemini. Yes. And you're rising. Oh God, I think it's in Cancer. No. Oh shoot. Oop. Is it in Leo? It is. Oh yeah. So I'm just a hot mess over here, basically. <laughs> um, like truly, can't make decisions. Has two personalities and has an ego. Wonderful. I love it. I live for it. Oh my God. Next uh. question. If I could invite three people, anyone, dead or alive, to dinner, who would they be? You would invite RuPaul. Wow, yes, I would invite RuPaul to come You would invite, me. yeah, you would invite RuPaul, you would invite um, Jada Pinkett Smith. That was the one that I had in my head. I was like, if she doesn't get that one, I don't know what I'll do. So I have a name in my head, but let me just, let me just mull for a second more. Um... Are these only people who are alive? No, they can be dead. Okay. Can I give you two options? Yes. Is that fair? <laughs> Go ahead, Libra. So I was thinking between, yeah, right, uh, Lana Del Rey or Jim Morrison. Here's the thing. I don't know how Jim or Lana would fit into my dinner with RuPaul and Jada. They wouldn't. Maybe Lana, but I was thinking again. maybe more mm-hmm. like Michelle Obama or Ani DeFranco. Okay. I did think about Michelle. Okay. So those are your three. I got two out of three. Yeah, you killed it. Shoot. Wow. Okay. I know yours is definitely Beyonce and Oprah. Yep. <laughs> and then, oh God, the third one. Uh, the third one is a little harder, but I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? <laughs> I want to get them all right. Would it be Michelle? No. Nope. Oh, shoot. Um, I mean, don't get me man? wrong. Is it a man or she a woman? Cool. It's a woman. Oh, 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 oh. Is it Shonda Rhimes? No. Oh, shit. That was a good one, though. (laughs) This is a great dinner party. Who do I call by, like, first name only? 
As Kim. Least, I know. Kim. There we go. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> okay, Kim. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, people. Lauren and I will be on the phone, and she will be like, oh, yeah, well, Kim posted this, and Kim posted that. And I get super <laughs> confused because I'm like, I don't know any of our friends that are named Kim. <laughs> and she's literally talking about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, Kim and I, like, we're homies. We're both out here. We're Libras. You know, career-driven. Career-driven. Working hard. Got haters. <laughs> I mean, Got haters. What, what can I say? Okay, and I have one more question. I don't know if this is a quality question, but what is my worst habit? Not charging your freaking devices. Oh my god. You don't. It drives me insane. You get all this technology. Oh, I need <sighs> this. I need that. I need this. I need that. And you don't charge it. <sighs> I'm not going to say what you have so you know you don't get robbed. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Everything's always dying. Because <laughs> there's just a lot to think about. <laughs> Guys, I've been on the phone with her and I have been like, she'll be like, oh, this is dead. And I'm like, okay, well, go. When you get home, put it on the charger. Gets home, doesn't put it on the charger. I'm like, what? You've been sitting there. Just put it on the freaking charger. Worst and the, thing. And then I'll wake up the next day and be like, oh, I played myself. I think I know what you're going to say about me. <laughs> Your oh, no. worst habit. I don't know. This is a hard one, in my opinion. Wow. I had yours at the ready. That was... I know. That's less of a you thing and more just like a... It's a habit. Um, well, I'm brain dead. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I don't know. I don't feel like you have any bad habits, Lauren. Always I mean, with the earbuds. Oh, okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, people would be like, why do you, are you even listening to me? I'm like, yes, I just like to listen to music at the same time. It's low. It's a soundtrack. You always have the earbuds on. I always have the earbuds on. No, but I I thought you were going to say, I don't drink enough water or I don't sleep. Like the freaking basics. You're right. You don't do either of those. You always, you always yell at me for going to bed too late. I do. And I don't drink enough water. And you literally have given me a speech on how I can rotate out water pitchers and Right. We I just had this conversation. I'm not going to do that, but. Jesus. It's just, <laughs> there's no space. I don't, that's too much work. And the issue is not, it's not, it's just, it's not the amount that the thing my pitcher holds. It's the pour is too slow. It's one's in insane. the fridge and one's not. So like one is purifying outside the fridge and one's in the fridge. So you ha- always have one cold and then the one but that's it's not, slow. I don't think you understand how my thing works. It's not one of those that it takes that you fill the top and then it starts to seep down into the rest of the pitcher. It's one that there's, it filters through like. As you the, pour? As you pour. That's trash, girl. Let me know. I'm getting you a new one. So it's slow. But whatever you use is also slow because I heard the trickle that one day when you were pouring water and it w- into the those little glasses that you like. And I was just like... Oh, I pour slow because pouring it into the glasses I like, it's very thin. <laughs> I have a system. <laughs> and on that note, everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unpacking. We hope this conversation inspires your conversations that you have with you, your friends and loved ones at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Have fun making new friends. Woo-woo.